Hello and welcome to the Age of Light podcast. I'm your host, Darlene, a certified coach and hypnotist that is dedicated to supporting you as you reignite your fire. Together, we will cover topics from well-being and spirituality to confidence and business. Get ready to be activated and receive your permission slip to be authentically you and live beyond limits. So let's shake up your belief system and step through the portal of possibilities. Be warned, this podcast will lift your vibration. Hello again and welcome to another guest episode, this time with Tanya. I am so excited for you to listen to this. This blew my mind, kind of, this episode, um, because I had not really dived into dreams before and the way that Tanya talks about it and how much she has kind of taught me already just through this episode is incredible. So I highly recommend if you have any curiosity in that area or you've always been interested in dreams, honestly, give this a listen. She is incredible and I highly recommend you go check her out. Um, And again, as always, please leave a review or get in touch with either of us to let us know what really resonated with you and grab yourself a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and let's get into it. Hello and welcome Tanya Stupar to my podcast. How are you feeling? I'm good today. It's good to be here with you today. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you. Um, We spent such a long time in the same container now and it's so nice to finally just speak to you one-to-one and hear about your journey. Mm, Yeah, I'm really grateful for this opportunity. Thank you. You're so welcome. I'm so, so happy to have you here. Um, I'm just going to jump right in, really. Um, Tell us a little bit about your journey. What has brought you here today and what has brought you to the work that you do today? Mm, Okay. So I've been having future telling dreams. Uh, Sometimes they're called precognitive dreams ever since I was a teenager. And I didn't really look into it much. I didn't believe in the power of my own dreams for a very long time until uh, when I was 45 years old, I had an experience where I began having visions in my dreams. And I began having just tons and tons of dreams every night that were waking me up. And so it was something was happening to me where my connection had developed better to the the unconscious through my dreams. And because of that experience, I began writing my dreams down. I, I started writing down every single dream. I open up notes in my iPhone before I go to bed. And if I have a dream, I write it down right away. And that's what I recommend to people always because you tend to forget it. And the initial impression is like the feeling that's in your body when you wake up from the dream is the best information for interpreting the dream because that's the that's the energetic message from your higher self. That's how I look at it. And so if we go back in time to 2014, I had a health crisis. I became 
massively hyperthyroid and I had autoimmune symptoms like joint pain. And that led me on this healing journey to um, eventually getting my certification in health and wellness coaching. And I felt really passionate about helping other people to be able to heal. So I was already doing that kind of work. And when this experience happened to me with my dreams and I figured out like how the potential of dreams, how it can help people. And then it just became natural for me to integrate that in with the, the coaching and it all just sort of happened organically and I didn't really plan my life out that way I was just doing what I felt drawn to and then all the puzzle pieces kind of fit in together wow that is so interesting to hear you speak about um I was actually thinking about this a lot recently because um I always I never really remember my dreams even if I try so hard um I wake up with just a feeling um and it was so interesting when you said that that is that is an energetic message um because i never mm -hmm. thought of it that way that is really interesting um yeah what kind of um would you like to tell us a little bit about the kind of dreams um that kind of have those dreams kind of guided you to where you are today or how does it work i'm just really curious and intrigued Mm. Yeah, so one thing that I learned about from reading Robert Moss's books, it's kind of funny because I was having these dreams and I didn't understand anything about psychic dreaming um, before that. And so when I found Robert Moss's books, it really helped me to figure out my dreams and to interpret them better. And then I really began to understand them so, so one way that I got connected to the psychic information is simply by writing them down and reviewing them. I became kind of obsessed and fascinated by my dreams. I stopped wanting to watch TV. That wasn't entertaining for me anymore. I would, before I went to bed at night, I would read through my dream journal and what I began to notice when after I had been doing it for months and months, if I would just pick a random note from like three months before and read it, I would find a dream that I had written down that seemed completely nonsensical to me and had no meaning when I had written it down and then come to realize that that thing had actually happened. And there's no way that I ever would have known that unless I had become committed to writing down every single dream. And just it had become that important to me that I really wanted to write all of my dreams down. Mm -hmm. um, but I could see then how other people could be having psychic dreams and they're not even necessarily aware of it. And so one of the messages that I like to give to people is that if you want to have, if you want to develop this kind of skill, there's a lot that you can do to develop it. And the number one thing is simply to start paying attention to your dreams, write them all down, respect them. It's kind of like having a relationship with a person. You're developing a relationship with the intuitive part of yourself. And it's been sort of like shut in the closet 
And if you open up the door and say hi and start paying attention to it, then it's going to become friends with you and speak more because people, things don't speak to us if they know that they're going to be ignored. And so it really is a relationship with your intuitive self that you're developing. And the first step is to respect it and to welcome it and pay attention to it. And so another thing that I learned through Robert Moss's books is about levels of dreaming. And this was super interesting to me. And I think it's probably the biggest reason why people tend to believe that dreams are just simply processing whatever has happened during the day or whatever is going on in the back of your mind. Mm -hmm. Um, So Robert Moss describes it like there are different levels of dreaming. And I forget what what he calls all of them. But the most basic is like your brain is processing what happened during that day. It's putting it's categorizing all that information and like organizing it into files in your mind as you're sleeping. And then the next level is uh, I forget what he calls it, but I call it brain soup. It's like dreams that you're having about all the drama and the bullshit that's going on right now and the kind of dreams where you're like well shit like isn't it bad enough I have to deal with this during the day I want to get away from it when I'm sleeping Mm -hmm. and the reason why I think these dreams even are important to pay attention to is because they're pointing us to our shadow work and the the things that we need to face and they're not going to go away until we face it And then you get to higher levels of dreaming um, by facing your shadow work and getting in touch with your intuition. You get to higher levels of dreaming where you actually are, oh, what people call astral traveling. You're getting to some kind of realm that's outside of time and space. And it's just the, it's like the metaphysical realm or the 5D. Those are ways that people have of describing it. And so the higher levels of dreaming, you're getting to those places. And that's when you will get the precognitive and the telepathic information. And for me, what that looks like is it it will come into my dream as like a voice. And so there's a difference between regular dreams, which happen sort of like a story. And, and you can't really remember the beginning of it always. You just sort of become aware of yourself in it. And then there are liminal dreams and those are different. So the liminal dream state is what people also call the hypnagogic state or the hypnagogic zone. And it's like when you're between awake and asleep, you're either falling asleep or you're waking up. And when you're in that state, uh, and I say you like as an all of us, because it's not just me. I've heard other people tell me this too. It's kind of like if you have antenna up and there, and then this, the collective subconscious is like radio waves going through the air and your antenna is picking up on them. And it, so it's like a little commercial that will just flash through your through your mind and I'll even hear it really specifically like the person's voice and everything and I like I know who it is who's talking sometimes I don't um but that's just to say that there are the liminal dreams 
And then there are the story dreams. And a lot of times the liminal dreams are psychic dreams. They're getting you into that, like the collective subconscious that is out there. And um, so I don't know what else. <laughs> wow, that is that is so interesting. Um, wow, because I well, how do you? Um, so in terms of nightmares, because I personally I get a I get more nightmares than actual dreams. I feel like every time I get a dream um, that isn't a nightmare, I can't remember it. Um, but if it's a nightmare, um, the only instance in my life where I feel like I was given a warning via a dream was actually a few weeks ago where I couldn't believe that it had actually happened. Um, was that I had a dream that my dog ran away and I didn't know where she was. And on that exact day, that actually happened. And that she'd never done anything like that before and she ran away. It was obviously horrible, but I just remember telling my mom, you know what the weirdest thing about this is? Is that I had a dream last night that exactly this was going to happen, but I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, yeah, you know, it's just a dream. Um, so I know that you said, did you call it brain soup? Is that, is that where our <laughs> yeah. nightmares are? Is that what it is? <laughs> but that one was a precognitive dream too, though. And so there's a couple of things coming up for me here. Number one is that you might think to yourself, if I had psychic dreaming capability and I could dream the future, then I would be telling myself, like, how can I, how can I bet on something and make a whole bunch of money? Like I would make it useful. Mm -hmm. So, and that's not the way that it works with dreams. Sometimes they seem kind of like nonsensical. Like why would I get this information? And I believe that the reason why that happens is because when we have an event that we feel very strongly about it. That's an emotion. It's an energy that is reverberating, you know, possibly throughout time and space. And so uh, this is like opening up a whole other can of worms, mm -hmm. but like the idea that time is fluid, like we tend to think that the past is fixed and that the future is completely fluid because it hasn't happened yet. And I don't believe that that's 100% true. I think that, and because of my dreams, because of what my dreams have shown me, that we should, in order to get balance, see the future as possibly being more fixed. Like it can tell us what is going to happen or what might happen and see the past as more fluid. Like if we are spiritual beings who our real existence is in a different realm and this is just the simulation or the illusion, then we would be able to change things in the past even. So how this applies to dreaming is like if you, I do believe that the future can be a little bit more fixed than, than we tend to view it. And I believe that because I have dreamt things and then they happen. So that was the future telling me what was going to happen. Um, 
And it's, I believe it's because that energy is so strong or like, here's another example. Why, why do I have telepathic dreams about some people and not others? It's, it's not always based on who I care about most in the moment, but there can be an energetic dream connection because somebody else is thinking about you. And so when you get telepathic information from other people, a lot of times it's a sign, I believe, that that person is is feeling something about you. And it's that energy, the energy of that person, even that person in the future. So you could have a precognitive and telepathic dream at the same time. <laughs> um, and then also the energy from your future self that is, it's so strong that it's coming to you in the past the present past as a dream message. So for example, with your dog, um, that was probably something that made you feel something. And that could be one of the reasons why then it came to you in a dream. And so the other thing, before I forget what I was going to say, is that Robert Moss and his books, I like the way that he presents precognitive information because he says it's not for us to be afraid of. The future is always malleable and dream information is for us to take it right now and do what we want to with it. And so as humans, like we come into this world as a little baby and we see like, hey, you put your hand in the fire and it's going to hurt. And we see consequences, we see cause and effect, and like, you can't do this, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. um, but with future information, okay, so here's what I was getting at. So we tend to be kind of pessimistic, because 3D world teaches that to us. Instead of thinking, like if we have a dream, Let's say you have this really awesome, amazing dream that left you up with a really good feeling in your body. Most of the time, people will pass that off as that's just a dream. And like, wouldn't that be nice? But that's not reality, you know, whereas if they have a bad nightmare, they can. And if you believe in dreams, if you believe there's any kind of significance there, then people tend to take that more seriously. Like this is a warning and, and they can feel the fear of it. So for whatever reason, we're gravitating towards getting stuck in those fearful energies. And Robert Moss's whole point is that you can use your dreams to put different energies into your body now in order to manifest the future that you want to happen. And I believe strongly in this. I believe that your all your very best dreams, the ones you'll know them because it will feel just amazing in your body when you wake up from them. That is telling you what you were meant for, what you were made for in this life. And maybe it's not going to happen exactly like it does in the dream, but that's your potential for, for enjoyment as a human being and a divine being. And so when you have a nightmare, I would encourage anybody to look at it like this is just information about 
what about possibilities and I can use this information to ask myself what might I do so that this thing doesn't happen and likewise with a good dream what can I do what might I do today so that this energy does happen in my life and use your dreams to be like the magus that's what they call it like the magician the magus you're gonna create your reality by manifesting energetically you can use your dreams to intentionally control the outcome of your future rather than being afraid of what those dreams are telling you but you could ask yourself like what does this mean i i should be confronting in my life right now wow i feel like i feel like we're having this conversation at the most perfect time um because i literally needed to hear that because i am i i get very afraid of like what i might dream i think there's a part of me that doesn't want to remember a lot of them but there is one instance that as you were talking it came back to my memory um a few months ago i dreamed that a mentor that i worked with and admired came to me in that dream and told me exactly what i needed to hear um plus some coaching that i didn't even that just blew my mind it was just the most insane experience um and i remember it so vividly because she was hosting a retreat and i was at that retreat um spiritually in some way and i just remember just sitting there and receiving all of this information and i woke up i wrote everything down that was one of the only instances that i've done that um mm -hmm. where i thought wow like this is this is i messaged her and was like wow like i can't believe you you gave me you literally gave me an energy upgrade <laughs> in my sleep um which i thought That's was so cool <laughs> it's really fascinating how how that happened um and i feel like because that was so recent as well as the whole thing with my dog that i mentioned before um i've been very curious and um yeah so just hearing all of this from you um is incredible it's just blowing my mind because um i mean we've spoken a little bit about the subconscious mind before but this is a whole new level that mm -hmm. i didn't even think of before um so thank you so much for sharing so much you're welcome yeah so when so when you look at a dream like the one that you had about your dog that's not necessarily saying saying to you that you needed to do something differently because i don't want people to worry about when they have dreams that are concerning that like oh no this is going to happen and i need to do something about it that's that also is not a good manifesting energy fear is probably like the worst manifesting energy ever and so what then what does a dream like that mean and how can we use it i would say at the most basic level your dream is showing to you that something mattered to you the next day and it was speaking to you outside of time and space and so it was saying to you this is your intuitive potential it is so interesting yes wow um with all of this being said um i would love to know when in your life um was there a huge like pivotal point um that has drawn you to this work where you were like wow like all the tables have turned uh, or 
like this is it kind of a huge what point like a pivotal point oh a pivotal point that drew me to this um like i said in 2000 okay so i'll tell you a little bit more about my story then we'll go a little bit deeper (laughs) Um, so i was on this healing journey since 2014 i was healing through diet and lifestyle changes and by 2019 in that year i was doing tons of fasting routines Um, I always feel a little bit wary about telling this to people because I like for people to get into things in a way that feels fun for them and not intimidating instead of like, you have to fast. If you want to get connected to your dreams, you have to fast. I don't like that message. And yet I can't discount that there, there's something to that. I was doing tons of fasting routines, um, the longest fast I ever did was four days and I was doing it specifically to try to heal my body. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a, there, the guy, a Japanese guy who won the Nobel prize in like 2016 for demonstrating that when you do 72 hour fasts, it causes autophagy and for your cells to clean themselves up. And so it's just a, a really healing thing to do if you can. And so then I also did the most intense fast that I ever did was a 72 hour dry fast. And most of the fasts that I did were just like 24 hours, because even if you just fast for 24 hours, that's, that will do it too. And, and really a typical fast could be like 36 hours. Cause if you're going to go that whole day, like you might as well just put yourself to bed and then get the extra benefit of it. So, um, so I was doing all these fasting routines and for me, addiction has been a big theme and struggle in my life To I've had alcohol addiction. Um, I used to smoke cigarettes and then also coffee and chocolate a lot of people don't know this but there is a stimulant in chocolate called theobromine and if you're somebody like me who's very sensitive to addictive substances and it's just going to put you back in that cycle of of cravings i have to avoid all of that completely if i want to be free and in 2019 I directly connected that to my spiritual path because I had been doing all this fasting. And I thought to myself, I want to go long-term without any addictive substance and see what happens. Cause I have never had that like literally in my life before. And so I went for three months. And after that, I had the very first dream like significant dream that I had was I was camping in Joshua tree with my kids on Samhain on Halloween night and I slept really horribly and the next day I was taking a nap in my tent and it was just like one of the best sleeps ever and as I was waking up I saw a mandala in my field of vision and I knew I wasn't asleep anymore but my eyes weren't opened and I was just seeing it so clearly and it was so beautiful. It was like flower shapes and it was detailed and it was blue and it was turquoise and it was glowing. And 
I knew that that was something that had never happened to me in my life before. I couldn't believe that I was seeing it so dis- distinctly and yet I was awake. And then it sort of um, disappeared and it turned into a starry sky, like a really beautiful velvety black starry sky. And then that disappeared. And so I opened my eyes because like I wasn't going to open my eyes while I was still seeing something. And so I knew like I, I just knew that it was because of what I had been doing and intuitively, I guess. Then about two or three months after that is when I started having all of these dreams. And I saw mandalas two more times, actually. One other time it was the exact same blue one. Another time it was a red one. And so... I had a vision during this time too, and it was of, I call it blue tree lady. I was, I was going through a very hard time. It was really, really intense relationship drama that was pushing me to my absolute limits. Mm -hmm. And I had kids to take care of. And so I was like, whatever source energy is, however you think of, God, I went to bed and I was like, God, do I let go of this relationship thing? Because I need to show up for my kids. That's my first priority. And I was just feeling, uh, I was feeling angst about that. And as I went to sleep, I had this vision. Um, And it was, I was in the liminal state. I wasn't even completely asleep. Um, And so I saw myself as a beautiful lady. She had like long flowing blonde hair and she was wearing a long flowing dress but she was a tree she was inside of a tree so I call it blue tree lady Mm -hmm. and her feet were going into the ground like roots and her arms were coming out like branches and she was getting energy from the earth from creation and then putting it out of her hands like a like a tree emits oxygen and then that energy was able to go to other people as well like a healing energy so I dreamt of myself as a healer and I'll tell you the feeling that was inside of my body when I woke up from this dream it was this was the most powerful dream I ever had the most powerful feeling I ever had it I believe that it was divine frequency, that it was source energy that I was feeling. It was complete peace, love, and bliss. That's like what I wrote down in my journal at the time. I didn't even know at this time, I didn't know anything about like source energy. I knew about astrology. I had come from a very Christian background and I was skeptical of anything new age. And I wasn't respecting my own intuition up until this point. And then when I started, it was like, boom, it exploded for me. Um, But that's just to say, I didn't have a lot of knowledge of metaphysical new agey things at the time. And so I really had to learn it by experiencing it on my own and then researching it and being like, what was that that happened? You know, so So now I understand a lot more about source energy and how it's not dual natured. It's, it's not going to be like pleasure or 
it's not going to be like pleasure or suffering. It's not going to be like hate or like, it's going to be the thing that is in the middle that is our constant divine frequency. And that is exactly what I wrote down in my dream journal that night was it was peace, love and bliss that I was feeling. It was kind of like I imagine if you did heroin or something, I never have done that. But what I hear from people is like, it just feels so good. Like everything is okay. Like somebody could be sawing off your arm and you're still going to feel okay. And it was, it was that good. Like it was just complete and like lightness. And, and so the dream, the dream's answer for me was like, yes, you can do this. You can stay engaged in this as long as you're setting good boundaries for yourself like it's it's gonna be hard for you maybe um you don't have to be codependent you can set boundaries but you can go forward with this because you always have this energy available to you from creation and not only that but you're meant to do this you're meant to be a healer that's what the dream was telling me and it just kind of like blew my mind at the time and I wasn't sure what to think about it, but like I knew what the answer was to go forward, even if I didn't believe in it all. Or like if I didn't believe in it, it would have been my potential that I wasn't believing in. And that's what had to develop over time. Wow, that is so fascinating. Um, and where, where in your journey at the moment, um, how, how is this still supporting you today? Like how, how does, um, how do all of these dreams kind of support you in that sense? Mm, well, my relationship with my dreams, because of writing them all down and listening to them and seeing how they fit into my life, I basically made a decision during that time. Like this is how it was pivotal for me. I decided I never have followed my dreams before. Not like, you know, my literal dreams. Mm -hmm. um, I hadn't followed them. And I thought like, I've followed logic up until this point in my life and common sense. And it hasn't made everything perfect because look, I had a lot to learn. I'm going to start following my intuition. And I made a choice at that point that I was going to follow what my dreams said. And I've been doing that ever since. And it's kind of like a fork in the road where you really have to pick one and you can't go back because your dreams, they're going to lead you on soul path. And it will be like you're either committed to that or else you're not. You, you end up having to show up for it 100%. So I've been doing that ever since. And I've been working with my dreams so that I understand them better. I have a really strong connection to them. I know within myself the difference between the ones where it's like pointing me to process shadow work and the ones that are the psychic dreams. Mm -hmm. I can, uh, I know how to interpret my dreams better. And so it's, it has changed everything for me. And that is the direction of my life. It's, my faith, my faith is in my intuition now, not any other religion or not what anybody else says. It's in my own connection to the divine. And that's part of my message that I feel really strongly about. And I want to give it to other people that this isn't about me having a vision. And so I'm a guru. 
I want what I, what that showed to me is anybody can do this. Like I want, I want everybody to have a vision. I want everybody to be connected to soul path. And I want everybody to get this connection to their own intuition because I'm not pretending that I have all the right answers for anyone. And I see how worldly organizations and systems and people, they use that, that idea of being the teacher in order to control others. And I think it's something that stifles humanity ultimately. And I believe that the way forward to expansion um, and enlightenment is in each person believing in themselves and getting in touch with their own intuition. And that's, that's what I want to help people do. Oh yes. That is so important. I feel like, I feel like for my mission as well as giving the power back to each person individually um which i think is so so needed um because mm-hmm. we do we have so much more power than we're taught and there's so much more wisdom and say our subconscious minds and in our bodies than than we are taught than we are made to believe um so yeah your work your work is such a big part of that i think um to be able to really connect to your intuition and believe in that power and believe in yourself in that sense and trust yourself as well like trust is a big word that i, that I kept thinking of when we were speaking yeah 100 percent. yeah so i wanted to um ask <clears throat> as well um aside from you know maybe a part of your dreams journey like where out of your whole life what is something within either your medicine or your life um that you will never stop doing one thing that you're like this is this has helped me time and time again and this is something that i will always come back to hmm that's a good question Uh, like it it gives me the opportunity to be really thoughtful the thing that comes up automatically is my dreams believing in my own intuition um that's the obvious thing because I've been talking about it and that probably is number one for me I I found myself again through my dreams and through listening to them that's the most important thing but I just wonder if there is anything else I would say this is kind of like an offshoot of believing in my dreams and listening to them but loving other people um and look your dreams will give you the information to know who is worth putting your energy into and who isn't like that's that's like one reason out of so many to listen to your dreams they're you're not going to be tricked by people i'll give you an example of this so i had a class reunion in like a grade school, elementary school class reunion in 2019, I think. And there was a a guy there and I asked him, I asked him out on a date. And this was even before I started having all of these wild dreams, but I still, like, I still knew that my dreams were important information somewhat. Um, And so that night, I had a dream where he was this guy. Um, I don't know if you know the the famous 
he was like a skateboarder in the 1980s and his name was Gator and he ended up becoming infamous because he actually killed a woman and he admitted to it like to his credit he admitted to it and he did his time um but this documentary just absolutely haunted me i and this is also interesting because it shows the way the ways that your dreams will speak to you they're going to speak to you through the language of whatever has happened to you in your life and whatever means something to you mm -hmm. and so like i knew uh, i was like I'm never talking to that guy again. I, that's how much I believe in dreams. Like even then before this had started happening to me, I, I believe that. And so like, how does that connect to your question though? What was the question? Um, what is one thing that you would never stop doing? Yeah, I would. So I would never stop loving people and that doesn't mean that you make yourself available to everyone but also your dreams are going to challenge you to still keep other people at least in your your field of caring about them even if they don't have all their shit together and your dreams will let you know and that's going to lead you to your dreams will challenge you towards real true unconditional love because Look, on the one hand, there's people who talk about manifesting. And then on the other hand, there's people who talk about non-attachment. And they seem to contradict one another. I think that really it's just a duality. It's another duality we're here to experience and try to find balance in the middle way. Mm -hmm. And so your dreams are going to sh show you um, like your your wildest hopes and dreams but then you're also going to have to practice non-attachment to them. So it's like we're called in life to want things, to give a shit and want the thing. And then also, but like you can't have to have it because if you're experiencing longing and like, I don't have this and I want it, that's a really bad manifesting energy. So I will never stop. Even though I understand how we have to practice non-attachment and acceptance. I will never stop believing in my very best dreams, even if they're not shown to me in life. I Those things were put inside of my heart through the dreams for a reason, and I'll never stop believing in them. That's the thing that guides me through life now, and it also challenges me to practice non-attachment, because if I'm still going to have those desires for things that are unmet desires then i'm gonna i'm gonna have to also like hold on to it loosely mm -hmm. wow 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 that is so that is so true um wow i'm just really fascinated by everything that you say um i do have another question for you actually mm -hmm. um what do you love the most about your life today oh I'll tell you, there is one, I've been shown through my dreams a feeling that I can't describe. I have never been able to describe it to anyone. And it has to do with love um, and, and caring about people through one relationship in particular, uh, the, the same one that I was having trouble with when I had this dream. And so 
like I don't like to get into it too much because that's a whole other subject um, mm. that will then we won't be focusing on the dreams anymore. But this feeling that I've been shown through my dreams, the the caring, the the love basically that I have for this other person is something so profound that I never felt anything else like it in my life. Even my relationship with my kids and I love, I love my kids. Um, I've been in love before. It's something else outside of that. And it's sublime. It is indescribable once I saw it, I could not close my eyes to it. And it's the best thing I've ever felt in my life, not in a way of it feeling like a tingly good sensation in my body, but of it being like, this is what satisfies me to the core of my soul. This is what fulfills me. And I I would want everybody to have that, like to know that depth of meaning and purpose in life and my dreams are the thing that made me find it. And so that's partly why I feel so passionate about helping other people to work with their dreams so that they can find their soul purpose. And at the end of the day, our, our soul purpose is really about learning unconditional love and to find the thing that becomes like, it's like you're... A, it's like your North Star. It's the thing that is in front of you and you always know which direction to go to get towards it and you're never going to forget it. And like, it means so much to you that you're going to keep trying and you're never going to give up. And and it makes life worth it too, instead of just chasing after pleasure. I would want for everybody to find this thing. And I found it through caring about another person and having some kind of energetic connection to them and through my dreams that showed that to me. Wow. That is so inspiring. I feel like just talking to you, I feel like I'm um, just getting to it. Like, I don't know, mentally, I feel like, <laughs> well, there's like, I feel like so uplifted. Um, I oh, good. I don't know how to describe it. It's just like something's really clicking for me. Maybe like inspired yeah they're definitely inspired definitely but i feel like there's just something really clicking um on one way where my subconscious mind is just going Ooh. wow well that's the you know that's the magic of getting coaching and like getting talk support and i'm not trying to plug this right now but like having the opportunity to talk to other people about your experiences and and notice theirs at the same time when when it's somebody who has gone down a path that you want to go down mm -hmm. then connecting with them it just is a really i don't know it's a fun thing to do it's mm -hmm. it just sets us out on our path i think yeah no absolutely and i think it shows you the possibilities as well where you can be as well as mirroring um you know um awareness i guess of your internal world um if you're if people are willing to listen to you know the resonance and the mm -hmm. messages um so thank you so much for sharing that um 
Is there you're anything? Welcome. Is there anything else that's like coming up for you where you're like, oh, I really have to share this, or um, I feel like people listening um, need to hear this right now? Is there anything that's coming through? Hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more, but I'm just not having access. I'm not having brain access to it right now. <laughs> but like, what would what would be a main message? that I would want for people to get out of this. Um, it's that you are amazing. I've been trying so hard not to use the F word because I don't know, because I didn't ask you beforehand. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but you are amazing. You have amazing potential. The world has not shown that to you. The world has kind of shown you something else that is limiting. And if you listen to my story and it's inspiring to you and you like that and you're thinking, I want that in my life, I want you to know 100% that is yours in your own unique way. That is the potential for everybody. And I just want to be a light spreader. I, you know, I want, I want other people to have a vision and I want to hear what their story is. So like, go get it as yours. Wow. I love that. I feel like it got me thinking about how, um, cause you were speaking about, you know, what we're taught as well. Um, is that we're taught to be so in my brain, I've just had like this vision of like, we just think logic. We just think here at the front and we just think this is it logically this and that that's possible this is what we can see dreams that are realistic you know whatever um and we forget about all of the rest of our head where all of our subconscious information is and where all of this access lies and we're never it's like someone just threw away the key and said no like that's not accessible to you um mm -hmm. because we're just not taught so um yeah it's in, it's incredible when i hear when I hear you speak about the subconscious mind and mm -hmm. dreams in that way as well. um, because it opens a whole new portal of possibilities to other people that wasn't available I mean that's how I felt and maybe how you felt as well when you started digging into it and we're like wow mm -hmm. <laughs> well I I feel like a broken record because I say this to people all the time but they say that um something like 95 percent of our decisions are based on subcon the subconscious they're ruled by the subconscious and so what this tells us is that if we want to be mindful and get control of our life of our actions um, of manifesting of our behavior our relationships then we need to find ways to bring the subconscious mind into awareness and the reason why that hasn't happened, I believe, is because we've been in this very masculine, dominated way of living and that suppresses feelings and emotions, um, these more feminine ways of experiencing life. And these things are the connection to our intuition. And so if you want to bring your subconscious into awareness, that's why all of these things that like, maybe they don't seem very romantic 
um, like, oh, I want, I want to have a vision. I want to have psychic dreams. Well, then, you know, if you practice meditation, if you do your shadow work, if you, when you're doing somatic therapy, when you're getting in touch with your emotions, when you're doing nonviolent communication and learning how to express yourself safely to people, um, like all of these things that might seem just like baby steps, they are getting you in touch with the self that has a connection to the subconscious. And then when you can bring your subconscious into awareness, then you will become the master of your life. Wow. I love that. Sorry, my dog was just started to bark in the background, um, as she does. Um, no, it's so interesting. I feel like we lived, we live in such a programmed world. Um, so it's natural for our subconscious mind to become so programmed by the programmed world that we live in, um, where it's just, you know, everything becomes, everything becomes autopilot. That's how I kind of feel often because mm-hmm. um, we're just in such a structured and such a structured world that we kind of forget about um you know changing the ways that maybe we intuitively feel aren't right um so mm-hmm. yeah thank you so much for for sharing that um you're welcome and, and yeah is there anything else coming up for you or you're like really i'll kick myself if i didn't say this (laughs) i i'm that's probably how i'm going to be thinking in like a half an hour (laughs) (laughs) but thank you darlene for asking all of the deep questions that and and for giving me the space to share here i love it like you're you're allowing me to give my message to people and that means a lot to me so thank you no, you're so welcome. I absolutely loved hearing everything about that because it's so new to me as well. Um, mm-hmm. Where can people find you? Where can people find you and work with you? Mm, so you can find me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. My account is Tanya Stupar, T-O-N-Y-A-S-T-U-P-A-R. And that's also my website, tanyastupar.com. And I have a podcast that is on apple podcasts and spotify and it is called soul path alignment with tanya stupar Ooh, i love that well thank you so so much for coming on here today and um yeah just thank you so much for your time because it's so so precious and thank you so much for sharing your medicine you're welcome you're welcome